Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 8, Episode 30, The Fundamental Things Apply. Mary, what happened this week? Noah suggests Donna throw a fashion show together in like five minutes. Gwyneth helps until... She lets her envy get the better of her and consults Val for ideas on how to ruin everything. She should totally spill wine on the outfit so Donna can melt down and yell at Noah so Gwen can swoop in and they can live happily ever after or whatever. But Gwen feels horrible about what she's done and even worse when Noah overhears her feeling bad about it. Noah does not break up with Donna for sweet Gwenny and and she goes back home to San Francisco or wherever it was she came from. Sarah invites Steve to play golf and tells him she has a husband, but they're separated, so she's totally able to still date Steve. Also, she's perfectly able and allowed to attend couples counseling with her husband while still dating Steve. Brandon and Kelly help Alex, a refugee of the Bosnian War, track down his presumed dead wife, Katya, so he'll want to be a doctor again instead of a cab driver. Also, they plan their wedding. And since they're getting married, Val will need a new place to live. But it won't be with David, who seems to have been in a different relationship than we've been watching up until last week. He breaks up with her, then acts like a dick. She spirals, has unprotected sex with a fashion photographer who uses IV drugs. And also David... Oh, wait, sorry. Also, a check David received for a jingle he wrote bounced. So he harasses Mia from PR, when he, who really should have just given him Gil from accounting's number. But no, David leverages his unpaid fees for a couple of free suits. Which is the stupidest thing he could have done, in my opinion. Like, you need the check because you need money and a place to live and food. Should we just get into this episode? Because I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. I hated it. Oh, yeah. It was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. Like, we're almost to the end of season eight, and my hopes for season nine are starting to dwindle. Like, (laughs) I'm really struggling here, but, like, this one was maybe one of the worst episodes we've seen in a long time. And I think I don't even know that it had potential necessarily, but like, I'm just going to say that it did because when shows were like seasons were this long and this many episodes, it was totally normal to have like random episodes, filler episodes, rompy episodes, like ones that didn't quite make sense in the overall plot of the episode or of the season, but was still fun to watch. And this was not one of them. (laughs) Well, and Like, we've talked about how continuity is an issue on this show before, and I can accept it. Like, the entire writer's room has turned over. This is bad, though. Like, they are rewriting things that have been, like, very strongly established, and I almost feel like the actor should step in and say, like, that is not my character because, like, okay, so in this very first opening thing, I forgot Gwen is staying at the beach apartment with Donna, so that was a bit of a shock for me. Yep. But she's she's there. They're freely admitting to each other, like, I have a crush on Noah. I know you do, and I'm keeping you from him. I know you are, and I respect that. Which I kind of liked. I'm like, yeah, let's just level the playing field. Let's call a spade a spade, and, and we're all going to be cool with it. I, that, I was like, okay, all right, that's where we're at. Yeah, no, totally on board with that. 
even it's kind of believable when Noah comes in and is like, okay, so I'm channel surfing and I stop on a fashion channel. (laughs) And then he is decided, sorry, he has decided that they're going to throw a fashion show at the pee pad. They're just going to put that together. Yeah, in a day or so. This this season has unrealistic expectations on how quickly you can put an event together. <laughs> and Donna does it all. Yes. Yes, 100%. Well, and rightfully so, Donna's like, how's this going to happen? We need this. We need that. We need this. We need that. And like, just as it happens, somebody named Chris Sad is doing something. I literally wrote, apparently Chris Sad is doing something. Coverage would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even write that down. I got... I went straight to the part where Gwen tells Donna to be a model, and she's like, no, I don't do that. And then that starts this runner that Donna has stage fright, but I'm like, she definitely modeled in high school with the mother-daughter modeling stuff. Mm -hmm. They, you know, had the whole thing where she was the weather girl on TV. They had the part where she was on the Rose Court. They had the part where she was a debutante and she had a coming out party. This girl does not have stage fright. So the rest of this episode where she's like, no, I couldn't possibly get up there. And then she rocks it and everyone literally claps. Sounds like a copy pasta online. Like, yeah, seriously. Like it just and the telethon. She also did the telethon where she yes. was on camera. So she was like also this- in a music video. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just saying this one bothered me. Yeah, I just didn't like that. This seemed like they were trying to insert humor slash Tori Spelling's good farcical kind of behavior. And mm-hmm. she did. She played it well. Like, she did a good job. She did what was on the page. But it did not make sense. It made zero sense. And like the whole, honestly, when the clapping happens later and she just never gets off the runway, I Mm -hmm. almost turn the episode off. (laughs) But then we go over to the clinic where we see one of the few episodes where Kelly really does anything in this entire episode. Yeah. And this guy comes in. He has an emergency. Apparently this woman needed to take a cab to the hospital because she's in labor But he ended up delivering the baby in the cab because he has doctoral training from Sarajevo. And Kelly is just like, then why do you drive a cab? Like, because. Yeah. I was like, "Um, harsh, Kelly. Like, (laughs) that's like in Mean Girls when uh, Karen's like, if you're from Africa, why are you white? (laughs) God, Karen, you can't just ask people why they're white. (laughs) Okay, but seriously, like, there just feels like no way to me that she doesn't know what's going on in that part of the world because her boyfriend runs a newspaper. And, like, the nature of this clinic is to have these sort of interactions. Like, not everybody's going to have a baby in a cab and the cab driver can deliver that baby. But, like, weird kind of emergency situations like this happen all the time so at this point kelly should just be like and you're a cab cab driver perfect you know like almost have the reaction of like how great that you are a doctor and a cab driver and that you were there like not why are you doing something that is clearly beneath you and here's how i feel about cab drivers (laughs) exactly and like 
at this point, I'm like, okay, we're getting another one of these episodes where Kelly meets somebody at the clinic and something happens with them and we get to learn yeah. a lesson. And I was into it. Yeah. That's really not what happens though. Right. And like, that's the thing is like, I have no issue whatsoever of using the clinic as a device to then teach us things and provide plot points and provide like almost like a monster of the week type of episode. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it just, it seems like they get halfway there and they're like, we got to change it up. You know, we got to make it more dramatic. We have to do something that's totally off the wall and not related to the actual beginning point. Like there was a rewrite at some point. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, we forgot to make this relate back to the wedding that we're yeah. throwing next week. Oops. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then in the last establishing scene before the credits, we go to David's house where Val is there. She let herself in. Turns out David had court today for shooting Gwyneth last mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. And he gets a year's probation, and I love that Val is like, that's a lot. And David's like, well, she did get shot. Like, <laughs> I did shoot a girl. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. And, like, Val is so nervous. She wants to talk to him about moving in together because since Kelly and Brandon are getting married, she's about to lose her one place to live. And David is not listening to her. He is just sorting his mail. He is pissed about probation. He's being a terrible boyfriend while she is being so vulnerable right now. And he just starts talking real shitty to her. Dude. Yeah. So it's like once he sees like this check that bounced from one of his jingle, he's mad about that, but also mad at Val for no reason and blames every single thing. Like last episode, we talked about that scene where he was like, you need therapy. You brought up your trauma and infected our relationship. You did this, that, and the other. It's all your fault. I'm not projecting at all. And now in this scene, he is essentially doing the same thing. He's like, you've been in a dark place. We've been having problems. I haven't been thinking clearly about your darkness and does not want to move in with her. And I'm like, bro. Like, obviously, at this point, I can understand. Like, he really is just projecting. And he mm -hmm. is seeing a situation that is probably not healthy for them to be in together. But instead of saying it's both of us and I have my shit and you have your shit and we should just not be together because it's not healthy. He's like, you're terrible. I'm getting out. And it's yeah. not fun. No, it's horrible. And I don't feel like we're getting payoff for the way that David behaves sometimes. And so that just bothers me. Like to an extent, he's just behaving like a dickhead 22 year old. Yeah. Honestly, like this episode really made me remember how much these people are just children. Oh, I know. Well, and I think it sucks too because it felt like an unnecessary ending of a relationship for mm -hmm. something that had been so good. And I understand like they really hadn't addressed any of their own traumas individually or together mm -hmm. until then push came to shove and like, bam, here's one that hits you right in the face and it's time to address it. And they decided to go their opposite ways. But it really... It was really a one-sided decision. I truly think Val would have wanted to work through this together. Whether she was ready to work through her own issues, I still think she would have wanted to do this together. And 
instead of just this beautiful relationship that all three of us were like coming around to and kind of enjoying, we just get this abrupt ending based on a projection. So yeah, it just felt like you said, it just is off and there's no payoff. Yeah. Like, you know, Val would have worked on this in a second if David was just like, I'm going to have to break up with you if I don't feel like we're getting anywhere. You know, she would have. Would he have deserved her staying with him? No, that's a different story. Right, right. That's but besides like, the point. Yeah, he is just like so focused on this $2,000 bounce check that he cannot give a shit about Val mm-hmm. right now. And so she leaves. Yep. Um. Okay. So after the credits, the first thing we see is Steve. And I got to be honest, literally all that happens with Steve today is what Mary has already said in the synopsis that Sarah is married, but she and her husband are separated. And so she wants to see Steve and her husband for marriage counseling at the same time. That's it. I do not feel like addressing Steve any other time. I don't either. The last thing I will say about this scene, though, is – Brandon's honey-do list when Steve has to take it and is like, no, number 20, ask Steve to be best man. I just wrote worst idea. Do not do this. I also love that it was 20th on the list, not like (laughs) top three. (laughs) No, because number one is pick a date. Right, because that is um, extremely important. (laughs) They don't have a date yet. I don't understand why they just crammed a wedding into this season, but whatever. I know. And yeah, because of this, like, the next scene is Kelly's on the phone talking to guest list with her mom. Turns out watching someone plan a wedding is as boring as actually planning a wedding. <laughs> so I'm also going to skip all of that. Well, and I think it's, like, it's the only thing that's interesting is, like, Donna is planning a fashion show and designing Kelly's wedding dress at the same time. So this is very – obviously, it's very 90210 because it's, like, they only have – presumably a little bit of time to throw this wedding together so they're going through all the plans of course donna is going to do the dress of course they're going to have a location that wasn't booked you know a year in advance like all this kind of stuff so everything is super convenient and yeah and then it transitions into donna talking about the fashion show and like she's fine with noah and gwen spending time together and being involved because everybody knows where everybody stands and yeah I did like when Val comes out and she's like, so I just found out that we're throwing a fashion show at my job. Right? She's like, I work here and suddenly we're having a fashion show. Would have been good to know. Yeah. And Donna's like, oh yeah, we are. Can you ask David to DJ for me? And Val's response was like, sorry, I'm too busy finding a place to live. Not enough time for that. And, you know, Kelly, if I haven't told you yet, I wish you and Brandon weeks of happiness. (laughs) I love her. I love her. And I love that, like, 90% of the time, she clearly wins. Oh, 100%. Because, like, just like Kelly, she has to have the final word and the final say, but she usually gets it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, yeah, so then we have to cut over, like, Kelly leaves this to go to the cab company. And this also makes sense to me. I'm like, okay, Kelly's called Brandon to go interview the cab driver and get a story because clearly he has one. Yeah. And this guy, Alex, starts telling them he's from Sarajevo. He was a doctor, so was his wife. And then they both got injured in 
an accident at the hospital or an attack at the hospital. And he was flown to the U.S. for treatment. But when he woke up, she wasn't there. And so everyone mm-hmm. said she's dead. This story takes a complete left turn now. And the entire focus is about his wife or that he's – yeah, it's like – Yeah, it's like the focus becomes that like once he explains that he was separated from his wife, the focus then is like Brandon and Kelly are like, oh, I have to find her. Even though he's like convinced that she's gone, convinced that like it hasn't been a priority because he believes that she's dead. And like mm-hmm. he's like, I don't want you guys – like he literally like – once he says that he's not licensed to practice medicine here and Brandon's like, well, is that because it's a language barrier? And he clearly like gets uncomfortable. He's like, I just want you guys to leave me alone. And they're like, ah, this must mean I dig in further. Yeah. It's just, it blows my mind. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, actually like, I also, I want to skip so much of this because I just realized the next scene is when David's at the department store harassing Mia about this check. And it just bothers me how he handles the situation. He keeps threatening legal action. Like, mm-hmm. literally just, like, send Brandon to make a call. If he's like, hey, I work with the Beverly Beat and we heard that you're not paying your right. contractors. Like, you're abusing legal contracts. Like, You'd get paid in a second. You don't have to go yeah. here and yell at Mia and be like, why aren't you helping me? Well, that's the thing is like he keeps yelling at a person that clearly is not the right person. And now granted, she she did not like turn him away. She was like, I'll contact the person who can help you and then does. And David should have just left it there. But he can't because he's no. too busy projecting every problem onto other people. This is my thing. Like, you can't see this kid and think he's acting like a mature adult and that he has, like, any right to be, like, you're the one dragging down this relationship. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. Exactly. And, like, yeah. He leaves from here to go to the pee pad where there's a fashion show rehearsal, whatever. Donna has never had a stage fright in her life. I don't know why we even pretended for 15 minutes of this episode. Mm -hmm. But – uh, Val is struggling to find an apartment and she's literally looking in classifieds and making phone calls. So this is something she can do from the pee pad. And David is super helpful in this moment. And he's like, Hey, I just realized I probably wasn't really clear last night. I wanted to talk again and make sure you understood I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> yeah. Like they go on some sort of metaphor. Like first he's like, I'm focusing on the good. All you focus on is the bad. I'm like, you're literally the one who like said all these bad anyway. Then they bring up this metaphor about a lifeboat, about how like Val's like, I'm sending a lifeboat and like sending my hand and you're not getting my hand. And he's like, you're not reaching out. It it, uh, it, it doesn't not- work. All I, <laughs> all I wrote was like, this is very anti-Titanic considering Titanic would have just come out the year before. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I'll never let go, Jack. And then you've got David being like, I'm literally pushing you out the boat. I don't want to help you. <laughs> Please leave me to my kayak. <laughs> this is not a canoe. Like, it's. <laughs> and yeah, I guess like keeping with David, like from that conversation, he decides like he has to go back to 
the his house and call Mia again at the store and talk more about the money situation and like get things settled there. But Val comes in to get her stuff back and bring her key. And <laughs> I love that David's like, I know I said all this shitty stuff to you, but you can crash here if you need a place. And she's just like, I'd rather sleep in the gutter. <laughs> I love it. And I love that he says that. He says, like, I feel so bad about this. You can just sleep here. And then when she responds to him like that, he's like, why can't we just agree? Like, this didn't work out. Let's move on. Let's just go back to being friends. Like, that was ever going to be an option with her. Right? Like, he – and then, of course, when that doesn't work, he's like, well, I'm not the one who messed up here. And I'm like, Val did – literally, Val did not mess up. She's like, yeah, you already told me that. I was the one who was raped and reminded of my father's ab- abuse, but I'm the villain here. And obviously, like, that way of speaking to somebody is a very not productive way to speak to somebody. But mm-hmm. – it's absolutely a situation that called for that. She's like, you explained to me that I'm the one who messed up, but you're not telling me what I did. I mm-hmm. didn't do anything. All these things were done to me, but you're turning me into somebody that caused it. And yeah, I'm just like, God, David, like if this feels like you're just breaking up with her because it's something to do. Right it didn't feel like there was a good reason here. Like, I'm sorry you guys have only been back together for like two or three months and that all of these things just happened to happen at this time. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not her fault that she can't be bright and happy 24-7 when these things keep happening to her. Yeah. I always am going to defend Val, not because I think she's the best person, but because she's the best character and she's the most interesting. So I tend to like overlook all the bad shit she does do in favor of the benefit of the doubt, I guess. But I think it's because at least Val has reasons for doing what she does. She Mm -hmm. knows who she is, just like the writers know who she is. And so whenever she makes decisions, it's very evident why she does what she does and that she understands what she does. So when stuff like this happens, when David's like yelling at her for all these things, I'm like, you don't make sense. She makes sense. You don't. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's bad things are happening in his life and bad things are happening in her life. So he's like, well, this is going to be really hard and I don't want to do it. So like, yeah, exactly. Just accept he's like, it. I'm going to put my head in the sand. You do whatever you want. It's ridiculous. And then we go back to Casa Walsh where I think it is. Yeah. Um, where Brandon meets with Alex, and all I wrote in my notes is Brandon just goes, haven't found your wife, but guess what? In just three short years, you can be a doctor again. Like, Dude. <laughs> it makes no sense to me what is happening in this scene because, like, they're clearly still focused on the doctor thing when it's mm-hmm. clearly not about the doctor thing. And this is when he says being a doctor without my wife means nothing. Right. But, like – It just – okay. Another complaint I have with this storyline, and it's not here yet, but it's because there's so much Steve around this that I don't want to talk about. Mm -hmm. There's times later on – so Brandon and Kelly end up getting Janet to help them start trying to look for Alex's wife, Katya, and like trying Mm -hmm. to bring from ideas of how they can find her. Why isn't Steve doing that? Why did we have to write Sarah into this show? When Steve could be doing other things. Yeah, agreed. Because, like, I know that Sarah was in last episode and is 
in this episode. But to your point. Doesn't do anything. Well, and to your point, it's like it wasn't necessary. Like we didn't need another like infidelity storyline that involves Steve in some way. As well as another, like we talked about, I think a few episodes ago when we're like, literally, they're only acting on physical attraction. And we had this whole point with Janet and Steve of Janet deliberately telling Steve he needs to stop doing that and be friends with somebody first in order to find that kind of actual genuine love. And Mm -hmm. it just, they're like, no, that's not, that's not fun. Let's just take that away. And so, Yeah. yeah, it's like we get two scenes that have nothing to do with Steve that he just inserts himself and is like, hypothetically, if I'm going to like date a person who's married, what do I do? And Kelly has no opinion, which is weird. Shocking. Unbelievable. And then, like you said, that next scene, when he does come back in, when Janet's there and all that kind of stuff, or or maybe he doesn't come in in that, but to your point, Steve could have been there instead of, not that I want him to be there instead of Janet, but he could have been there in addition to Janet to help with the situation and that brings them closer together right like th- like that's a time where they can bond without any sort of physical emotional sort of romantic undertones it's just exactly. them being together and being friends or being helpful yes and then not only that but it starts like giving us good episodes with steve so we can you know be hurt again later when he does something stupid but right now he's just like continuously just hanging out at the bottom he's like no i dug my hole and i'm ready to sit in it do nothing right and then and plus like to that point too and i I understand he's 22 so he probably should have this opinion at this point but like in the next scene with steve and sarah they're at the peach pit and he's talking to her about like the registry for brandon and kelly and all the kind of like planning and sarah's just like um marriage is hard like it's not just about that like it's it's the whole thing is hard and then she reveals that like the reason she and her husband are not or are separated is because he cheated on her and she couldn't forgive him and brand i mean steve's like oh i had a friend not the ones i'm currently talking about getting married right now i had a buddy who cheated on his girlfriend and they're fine and she's like i can't i can't forgive him it's such a stupid conversation <clears throat> Like, because all this infidelity stuff comes up, but nobody cares. Nobody yes. does anything about anything. Because, like you said, even when Kelly finds out about it, she's just like, okay, yeah, I got to go back to planning my wedding that I don't feel bad mm-hmm. about at all and definitely is not directly related <laughs> to infidelity. No, right. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Be careful. That's literally her opinion. Be careful. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then – so. We do have to address the David and Val and everything story again because David goes to the pee pad to try and not do any work for Donna. He's like finally agreed to be the DJ for her fashion show, but he's like, I don't know if you guys heard yet, I broke up with Val and I just really don't want to deal with her, so can I back out? Mm-hmm. But then on top of this, like, that would have been fine because Donna's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry for you. Just think about it, okay? Like, very Donna response in my opinion. Yeah. But then we also have Gwyneth who has just completely forgiven David for shooting her. She is (laughs) fine. (laughs) But then when Donna goes inside, 
Noah turns to David and is just like, hey, I'm sorry if what happened between me and Val, which was non-consensual sex, mm-hmm. was what broke you up. Why are we just being so casual talking about this, Noah? And it was so casual to the point where if you didn't recall what happened, you would have been like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like they never directly mm-hmm. said it. And it was just so like, hey, I'm sorry, you know, if it was anything that I did. And I, and if you weren't, if you didn't remember, if you're watching the show week to week, you're like, what did you do? You know, yeah, like <laughs> can't be that bad because David's like, it's OK, man. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the <laughs> fact that you just had sex with my girlfriend who could not give her consent. Right. God. And David's like, no, it was a lot of things. I'm like, Ugh. okay. It was how she reacted when she found out what happened. It was her mm-hmm. fault. She shouldn't mm-hmm. have reacted that way. Mm-hmm. But inside, this is the first time we truly meet Johnny, the photographer, which I got to say, it's pretty rude that we just had photo Joe and now we have photo Johnny. Like I know, right? I'm offended. <laughs> Like, this just feels so cheap that they just brought in two fashion photographers, but one does catalog and one does runway. So it's different. <laughs> but they're still like bland. What do you call them, Mary? Bland brown haired boys? <laughs> just another bland brown haired man. <laughs> but it's okay because. That doesn't matter. We're literally just introduced him. What's more important is that Gwyneth is in here and she realizes that Noah and Donna are in love and that she's also in love and asks Val how to bring Donna down. And Val is just like, (laughs) I mean, I do have quite the skill. (laughs) Thank you for noticing. Right? Like, I got it. I Again, like we know her character, we know her motivations, we know she can't help herself. When somebody says, I need help meddling, she says, Yes, this is her forte. This is, like you said, her special set of skills. Like she is Liam Neeson, and this this is her special special set of skills. She will do this. She's like, you know what you shouldn't do is you shouldn't spill wine and stain all the dresses. You shouldn't do that. Not at all. (laughs) It's like she had a plan so fast. Immediately. She's like, I'm never not scheming. So here are just some basic schemes that run through my head at any given moment that I can just recite off to anyone who needs it. (laughs) I would have loved if she was actually like, this calls for a peach in a handbag. Like she had (laughs) names for them. (laughs) Yeah. She's got a playbook in her mind of just like exactly what she needs. Yes. And Gwyneth takes this sabotage uh, advice pretty seriously, but then, like, also immediately fucks it up. Like, we see that night that Donna has asked her to call Chris a sad um, because, I don't know, Donna couldn't get a hold of her. And Gwyneth deletes the email and then crumples up the number. But then Donna comes in immediately and is like, hey, did you call her? So, like – yeah. I don't really understand the point of like crumpling up and deleting. All you have to do is say, yeah, I did. Like, Right. Yeah. There was no need to like disappear the evidence because the evidence wasn't contributing to whether you did the thing. Yeah. So yeah, it was a waste of time. And then there's also this little throw in moment where she goes to Noah and (laughs) – 
tells him that she knows about Donna's overdose and that she hopes that Donna's not relapsing. Oh, yeah. Like, she tries. She really tries the exact Val playbook. I swear that is a line that Val would say, but Val would not have said it that way. Val wouldn't have been like, oh, I just took a bath. You know, I heard about her overdose. I hope she doesn't relapse. Like, girl, you didn't do it. Also, yeah, because what she should have said is, I'm about to take a bath. Can you mm. help me? Because my arm is in a sling. You're so smart. <laughs> I know Val. <laughs> No, it's just so bad. It makes no sense. Gwyneth does not know how to sabotage. It's why she gets caught immediately and sent back to that horrid San Francisco. Yep. I still can't believe she's still here. What does her job think is happening? Yeah, and like there's no reason for her to be here either. Like she can literally just fly or I guess I don't know how far San Francisco is from L.A., but I don't know. She could arrange to be taken back. It would not be that hard. Like, I feel so confident they could have gotten her back to San Francisco so much sooner. But she's just staying here for the sake of staying here. And mm -hmm. the gang just lets people do this. I know. I know. <laughs> Basically, the there's a couple of David uh, scenes after this, but... I'm pretty sure all that happens with him, I'm going to wrap it up, is he hears his jingle on the radio. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure at this point is Nat's putting his food down and is like, yeah, I'm adding it to your tab. And I was like, okay, yes, David really needs money. Right, right, right. But so he hears this, the jingle on the radio, goes to try and harass the radio station in the middle of the peach pit. And Nat is just like, this is a fine and normal thing. I'm not worried about this at all. <laughs> yeah. And then later on, we see him go back to the store because Gil has to work as a salesman that day, which is not how things work. Mm -mm. You don't just pull the accountant to go be a salesman for the day. Then who's doing the accounting for the day? Like, exactly. This is not how this works. But David gets him to spend all this time personal shopping for him, and then he holds up the check and is like, I'm leaving with the clothes. Which, and so like David – Still has no money and two nice suits. And he didn't even spend the full amount. It was like $18.94 and 72 cents. It's like, no, you still have $106. Go pick out another shirt, dude. Yeah. Like get get some ties, get a belt, like I you know, whatever. Cufflinks, uh mm -hmm. shirt stays. Like there is a bunch of shit in there you could put in a bag to make up a hundred dollars. Exactly. All, all I could think of was like why does he need these nice suits? He has no money. Right. Where is he going? Well, and that's the thing, too, is, like, that money would have been much better spent on something else. Like, not the, like, to your point, not these nice suits, not these nice clothing. So, anyway. Yeah. But he, he gets the upper hand, and he's like, ha, 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 I have outsmarted you. It's so dumb. Because he didn't. But then we have, like... A couple of scenes. So Val is sleeping on her couch in her office in the pee pad. Turns out she's not sleeping well. Can't imagine why. She just mm -hmm. got dumped and she has to find a place to live. And I kind of kept expecting Noah to offer to help people. Me too. But instead, he apologizes to her 
he's like, oh yeah, David told me about the breakup and I hope that me sexually assaulting you didn't have anything to do about it. But that's not what he says. He says, I hope that we, like, I didn't have any part in it. Right. And it's like, not that there's an expiration on that sort of thing, but it did happen a while ago. So Well, and you know it's not know. a good thing to bring up? Yeah, Trauma. exactly. So I don't really understand, like, his thought process on bringing it up again. And to your point, it would have made much more sense if he were like, hey, I can help you find an apartment or I can, you know, like help you with a lease or something like that for the time being until you get on your feet. Like Mm -hmm. that would have made much more sense than bringing that up. Right. But no, none of that happens. And we do get the moment where Val kind of sits up and she's like, no, you had nothing to do with it. David got scared. Am I Mm -hmm. that terrifying? And Noah's just like, I mean, do you want the truth? (laughs) That part did make me laugh. Well, and when she's like, I'm a good person now. (laughs) I literally wrote in my notes. I was like, girl, are you serious? I know. Like, Like, I mean. You were literally just downstairs sabotaging Donna. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, you're not a bad person, but I wouldn't necessarily call you a good person. (laughs) You're chaotic. That's what you are. That's all. I want to believe Val really thinks she is a good person because she did technically warn Gwen not to spill that wine. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the way she she was like, I'm only bad by technicality. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, no, I told her not to do it. Yeah. It's semantics. (laughs) Because, yeah, then... (laughs) Okay, so we get to the fashion show, and I had a realization in this moment because I originally thought in my head as this is happening, like, this is a charity fashion show thrown together at the last minute at a random club that cannot be good. Like, we have heard so many bad things happen to this place, including being shut down for not having enough business. Mm -hmm. Why would anyone go to this? Mm -hmm. But then I realized – This is actually the best club ever because this shit happens all the time. And it always happens to the same six people. So you can come here and be fine as long as you just watch them and don't interact. Yeah, it's almost like it's some sort of, you know, like reality show that just happens at the pee pad. So it's like everybody can come in and just watch theater (laughs) for for every night. No, it's like all those shows that are – reality shows about the workers at a place like um yes was it like Vanderpump Rules where they all work at the restaurant like it's that you watch it so you can see the drama happening Mm -hmm. but you don't actually have to interact with it exactly and that's literally what happens they're like oh my gosh this fashion show is a hit but then Gwen comes out and is like all of these dresses are ruined including the wedding dress you made I don't know why that's in the fashion show yeah, that that part. There's no way sense. it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's literally Donna showed Kelly the designs like yesterday. Literally. And then, as Val predicted, Noah la- Noah tries to help, and Donna lashes out at him, and he's like, "What are you doing? I'm just trying to help." And mm-hmm. Gwen foolishly thinks that she's accomplished anything other than losing a bottle of red wine. Right. And I also love that Dave is just like, we don't know who did it. It could have been anyone. Oh, and my God. Val he's comes- so unhelpful. 
right and then val comes by and like they all immediately assume it was her which like fair (laughs) when like yeah she comes over and has an attitude and david's like well that doesn't surprise me and i was like you just dumped her it surprises no one that she has an attitude get over yourself exactly it bothers me so much that he expects her to behave differently than Mm -hmm. he knows she will i know but but then after he leaves talking to her and like you know this whole thing blows up photo johnny comes over and he hits on her again and she leaves with him because she's sad and val needs her love Mm -hmm. in physical ways yeah and like she needs validation from men so yes again she knows she can use her body to get it exactly like another instance that is perfectly aligned with her character yes that's why i never mind the val stuff like even when it's like crazy and like off the wall and not realistic in the slightest it still aligns with her character so i can never actually be that upset with it because every decision that is made makes you can you can tie it back to making sense to why she's doing the things that she does it just like it's a crazy storyline that she would just hook up with a random photographer but it makes sense (laughs) it makes a lot of sense that like she's vulnerable in this moment and this guy Mm -hmm. actually was nice to her instead of david when what he does exactly yeah, and then we get some brief scenes back at Casa Walsh. This is when everybody's trying to figure out how to find Katya, and Alex is like, I've already done everything possible. You guys mm-hmm. don't get it. Um, but they have a short conversation. Sarah shows up at this point, and I don't care. Um, but they have a conversation about like their moment and when you knew it was the person you were going to be with and one true loves and – Kelly says that her moment for Brandon was finding out that he still had the ring, which is so long ago and so bizarre to me. Well, and maybe I'm wrong, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm like, that can't be true because she thought that ring was for Tracy, right? That was the one that Tracy found in the The sock drawer? Tracy is the one that thought the ring was for Tracy, and then Brandon had to break up with her, and that's when Tracy started hating everybody. Okay. Justifiably. Okay. But, but like, that was when Kelly yeah. realized that's my ring, and Brandon kept it all this time. Okay. So I yeah. guess it kind of makes sense. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't. Kind of, but at the same time, she bought it afterwards because she was like, well, I just didn't want anybody else to have it. But then that was before he cheated on her and they broke up. So, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I just feel like, in a weird way, I feel like the the moment has to reset. Like, if you break up and get mm-hmm. back together, you need a new moment. Yeah, exactly. Because if you had a moment before and still ended up breaking up, then it was no moment. Yeah. But this is the thing that prompts Brandon to remember, like, oh, Alex mentioned his moment with Katya. And I'm just going to go ahead and wrap that up because yep. turns out the moment was at the ballet. So they've been looking for – ballet companies in areas with a lot of Sarajevo legal whatevers, like Mm -hmm. whatever status this is supposed to be. And despite the fact that it was so easy for them to find her (laughs) and Alex says it was so easy for her to find him if she ever tried, 
they were just a couple states apart and she was in Chicago and he was in LA and Brandon and Kelly found her and immediately flew her out. And now Alex is fine. And I guess he's going to be a doctor in three years. Maybe. Because we will Maybe. never know. We may never know for sure. And I also want to point out that she could have also done this doctor thing. And instead, she's just been sewing ballet costumes and watching the same ballet over and <laughs> over and over again. Okay, but Katya has range. She's both a medical doctor and can work on a company in the ballet. Like, that's pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Alex was like, I know how to drive a car. <laughs> All right, you're sounding a little bit like Kelly now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just annoyed at the story. I'm annoyed at whoever wrote Alex. It's not True. Alex's fault. That's just how he was drawn. Yeah, he was a sweetheart. I really liked him. And the thing is, like, if the story made a little more sense with everything else, I'd have been fine with it. But it was just a weird throw-in to establish this whole, you have one moment to realize that you're in love with a person want to spend the right. rest of your life with them, which... After I was watching this while John was at the gym, and when he came home, I was like, there's no wrong answer. I'm not trying to trick you, so like, don't feel like that. But did you have a moment like this with me? And he was like, no. Yeah. I just, you know, through a series of events in our lives mm -hmm. and decision making, I realized that I wanted to be with you. Like, there was no, I flew halfway around the world to surprise him at a concert or something. Like, yeah. This is not – nobody has to all have the one moment. Well, and it's – yeah, to your point, it's like there are moments and, and mm -hmm. there are, to John's point, like series of events that happen to bolster or either bolster your point to be with somebody or to not be with somebody. And then it's like little things along the way that all add up into something good or something not good. And – I think it's romantic and fantastical to think that there is that one big moment. It's just not mm -hmm. true. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that. Like, I think, you know, in princess tales, like, like Disney princess films, I'm cool with there being a moment because already it's this sort of fantastical environment. In something like this where things are real, I'm like, nah, fam. You got to like – the lesson to learn here is that there is no one moment. It's a series of moments. So <laughs> Yeah. And it's – there is this like one part of me that gets it where it feels like Brandon and Kelly just want to have the one moment to make yeah. all of the moments that were the bad moments go away. Right. Be like, right. oh, well, they're totally outweighed by this moment. Mm -hmm. And that just doesn't work for me. Like – Agreed. So my pitch for this, which could never work, and it would have brought this season down to like 20 episodes, was I feel like Brandon and Kelly should have been engaged for a lot longer. I think they should have like gotten engaged basically right after they got back together, and I would have been pissed about it. But I think having to watch them plan the wedding for the whole half of the season and learn this whole like one-moment excuse – yeah. that they're going to rely on, I think it would have been a lot more fun to watch them slowly plan it and like fall apart rather than this episode where all Brandon can do is be like, well, we got to get the chicken and the fish. But if we don't, if we only get the chicken, it's $45 a head, but I want the fish. So we got to get the fish. Mm -hmm. I don't think we should bring the first wife, the second wife or the third wife. Yeah. Like. 
No, I agree. Like it would have been more interesting to see the ups and downs of their engagement rather than like the ups and downs of planning the wedding. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like the way they've set this up where they got engaged so recently, they're planning the wedding and then the next episode is called The Wedding. Mm-hmm. Like no one can possibly think this is going to end well. Yep, exactly. And speaking of show... things not ending well. Oh my God. <laughs> The last little storyline, I believe, that we have, um, well, I guess we still have to end the whole Noah, Gwen, Donna situation, but with Val, she ends up waking up at photographer Johnny's, and he's, like, getting ready and looks like ass, like, just terrible, complete death, and obviously this was a one-night stand for both of them, but especially for him, he's like, you can just leave, and also the door to leave the house is looking at his bed, (laughs) like, what a weird stage we've set up here. Um, but Val's like, um, okay, bro. Gets up, decides I should snoop, which probably true. Mm-hmm. I would too. Finds heroin and drugs using needles and lots of stuff. And of course, rightfully so, she's freaked out and now is worried that she might be HIV positive. Yeah, she calls a hotline, and that's where we also learn she had unprotected sex with this guy. And she kind of repeats from the hotline, like, no, why would I need to know about his HIV status? Mm-hmm. And that is the fade to black on an episode right before a wedding, which is <laughs> such a choice to me. Like, why are we throwing this HIV story yeah. right here? Why are yeah. we doing this? Yeah, it was She just so- got broken up with. Yeah, she just got broken up with, and I understand the, like, rebound kind of, like, have sex with somebody, but, like, doubling down and potentially causing health problems, I'm like, no, (laughs) we do not need that. Yeah, I don't understand why some of this stuff gets shoehorned in. Like, there's another really long scene with Sarah where, yeah, she talks about wanting to do marriage counseling with her husband. We have this stuff with Val coming up, and then... To wrap up the Noah, Donna, Gwyneth storyline, like you had mentioned, literally all that happens is Gwyn goes to Val and is pissed that her sabotage didn't work. And Val has just been abandoned by this guy who left all of his heroin supplies in his top drawer right underneath his keys. And she's just like, I don't give a shit. Don't talk to me. But Noah overhears everything and is just like, you're my friend, so I'm not going to be mad at you for a long time, but I can't look at you, so you should go home now. Mm -hmm. And then he goes to Donna and says the same thing, and he's like, this is what happened with Gwen, and Donna is like, I cannot believe you're still going to be friends with her. I need you to leave. And that scene was so dramatic for what it was. Like, that felt too soap opera-y for me. Like, because we know Noah, like, his acting style is to kind of be extra. Mm, It's really all he's got. Yeah, I just feel like this got ratcheted up way too high for what it was. Like, yeah, she ruined her clothes. Like, the issue started becoming, like, it pivoted away from the fact that she sabotaged her work and her designs and like all this kind of stuff and more that Noah is still going to be friends with her, even though he told her to leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is this so dramatic? Like this doesn't matter. Cause I guarantee you next episode, she's not even going to be mentioned. She's not going to be here. 
like we just she evaporates into the abyss like it, it won't matter much like this episode i'm going to <laughs> evaporate into the abyss and pretend it didn't happen yep because so we had talked about this a little bit before we pressed recording it makes no sense to me even all the way up to the title when did the oh, fun yeah. apply what is it i don't get it i don't either because there's no fundamentals in terms of like wedding planning, a first date, like golf. Yeah, golf. I guess they did putt, like, and that's a pretty. Like, it's a stretch, guys. It's a stretch. I got nothing. It just makes no sense to me. And I know other shows have titled episodes this. I know there's a song about it. I could not figure this out. Yeah, I'm with you. It was like, yeah, you said on the Gilmore Girls episode, Rory goes on a bad date. Could that be it? Could that be like Gwen, not Gwen, um, Sarah getting back into the dating world? And it's like, well, the fundamental things apply. Just have a great date with a guy. I don't know. I don't know. Like, because the other part of that episode is that Lorelai is working on um some of the design for the inn for the dragonfly and like learns that the designer had previously worked with her mother and so she no longer wants to work with her so the whole episode in and of itself like doesn't really make sense also except for the fact that the fundamental things apply in Gilmore Girls of dating 101 and kind of like picking like running the inn or or, like preparing Mm -hmm. the inn to be opened so it's like in this case I guess the lesson there is that when you're dating somebody, make sure you know their history. Don't work with your boyfriend's ex. No, don't work with your boyfriend's best friend who might secretly be in love with him. Don't have unprotected sex with somebody you just met. I mean, now we're just naming obvious things. (laughs) (laughs) The fundamentals, fundamentals. if you will. (laughs) Okay, fair. You got me there. I walked right into that one. (laughs) Perfect. We can leave this in the dust and move on. What's next week? Yep. Guys, we have the finale, and it's a two-parter. So it is episodes technically 31 and 32, depending on how you consume it. It's one episode. Sometimes it's two. But it is called The Wedding. Hmm. I wonder what's going to (laughs) happen. Watch there be a completely, like, other wedding that happens and Kelly and Brandon go to that. Oh my god, is they Sarah go to, gonna get back together with her husband? And, and they're gonna Steve? renew their vows. <laughs> yeah. Like Steve goes to the wedding and tries to stop it the graduate style. Yes. <laughs> and just like the graduate, he and Sarah get into the back of a bus and then are like, I don't know what to do now. Because Sarah yep. is weird this entire episode. Yeah. It felt like she was trying to have her cake and eat it, too, which obviously she was, but... I mean, almost literally. Yeah. Except it's chili fries, not cake. (laughs) Um, Okay, but before we abandon everything, I guess, um, do we have quotes of the week, moments of the week? Is there anything worth bringing up? Honorable Um, mentions. Because, like, everything I wrote is just so stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really have anything that stuck out. I have one thing that is of note, and it's just a Val line delivery, as it often is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when, um, God, 
Gwen, I keep forgetting her name, little Gwenny, asks Donna to like get up on the runway in front of all of the construction workers because they're doing like a lighting rehearsal or something, which makes no sense. It looks like they're still building the fucking catwalk. So <laughs> yes. whatever. Anyway, Donna doesn't really want to do it. Val happens to walk by. So Donna's like, hey, Val. And Val is just, no, doesn't <laughs> let her say anything. I no, beautiful. That, <laughs> that one's so that. good. Yep. Okay, that's fair. And that I think I'll make that a quarter of the week for me. It's just, no. Yep. Because literally, I didn't write anything down. There's a couple of times where Sarah says things like, Steve asks what her husband's name is, and she's like, Matt. Well, Matthew. I call him Matt. Like, that is <laughs> a good nickname for Matthew. It should be the opposite. Everyone calls him Matt, but I call him Matthew because that's the husband way to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, like if she like, started calling Steve Steven, that would be. But we already had one of those. Oh, you're right. That was. Oh, true. Face. Yeah. See, this is the thing. It's all blending together. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> no one cares about Steve. Nope. All right. Well, we'll find out who gets married next week. Watch it be, Steve. Watch Steve be involved in some way or another. And until then, you can follow us on Instagram at back to Podcast. You can also send us over emails about anything you want, any questions, comments, concerns, or just thoughts in general at back to Podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to go into your podcast app and rate, review, subscribe, share it with all your friends and family. All that stuff really helps us get seen and build a community. And then we can give you a better product. And if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the show because we really appreciate you. So until next week, from all of us at Back to Podcast, no. 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 Bye. Bye. See ya.